Anytime you beg another man to set you free, you will never be free. Allow me to repeat that again. Anytime you beg another man to set you free, you will never be free. It's one of the many, many, many great quotes by Malcolm X. Um, on this Black History Month, you know, we're going to talk about the movie Malcolm X, directed by Spike Lee. The movie came out in 1992. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm going to tell you something about this movie. Every time I watch this movie, I, I probably watch this movie probably about once every year, you know, and I find myself learning something new or catching something that I did not catch previously. It's not that I wasn't paying attention, but what it is, you know, you know, in life, when you when, when we learn things, when we're able able to direct, the more we able to relate to something, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, like if you're trying to learn something, you got to do more than just memorize it. You have to apply it to you, um, whether if you can apply it to your life or to something that you think about, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's. And I'm pretty sure next year when I watch this movie again, I'm going to find some some things that um, I might have missed or I might might have overlooked, you know. But, um, you know, Spike Lee, man, n n nails it out the park, you know, with this movie. Um, Denzel Washington, his acting was so amazing in this movie, man. You know, it, it's hard to believe that this man did not get an Oscar did not win the Oscar for this movie, you know. He did an awesome job in Training Day, but when you look at his role in this movie as Malcolm X, it's like, wow, like, how in the hell did he not win an Oscar for this? You know, and, you know, and, and, and you know, and another thing about with this movie, when, every time when I watch this movie, I realize there's certain people I didn't realize who was in this movie. Of course, you know, Denzel Washington is in this movie. Angela Bassett, Spike Lee, Al Freeman Jr., Delroy Lindo. Um, who else? Um, Teresa, Teresa Randall, who's been in many other Spike Lee movies, you know. But um, I didn't know John David Washington was in this movie. <laughs> Probably because he's about my age and he was a kid when he when I, I was a kid when I saw this movie. And he was a kid in this movie. Um, who else? Um, I don't. I didn't realize Giancarlo Esposito was in this movie. I man, like if that went over my head, like I, f I forgot he was in this movie. He was one of the men who assassinated Brother Malcolm X, you know. But um, man, like this, but it's a um, and you know who else? Um, Christopher Plummer, you know um, who else is in here? If you're familiar with what's happening, Ernest Lee Thomas. Debbie Mazar from um I know I remember Debbie Mazar in um the Beethoven movie and um Goodfellas was it Goodfellas? Yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, man. It's it's such an amazing cast in this movie, man, you know, but that's Spike Lee, man. He always has a, a good ensemble, you know, and you tend to see familiar people in, in one of his movies, you'll see him in the other movie, you know. So that's how he rolls, you know. Um I did not I didn't know that um Bobby Steele had the real Bobby Steele had a cameo in here. Um, I always remember Brother Al Sharpton in this movie, but um, he has a cameo and stuff. But yeah, this movie here, man, let me tell you something. Like, I think this movie here, let me see, back in, I'm trying to think, in 1992, I was about 10 years old. 
you know, and I think the impact of this movie here, you know, like, I'm trying to think, like, like, there were several movies that came out around this time, that time where it had just this impact on, not just on hip-hop culture, on black culture, just on culture in general, you know, with just with people, you know, you had Malcolm X movie and you had Boys in the Hood. We'll talk about Boys of the Hood on a different day, but with 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 Malcolm X, you know, you know, everybody pretty much knew about the history of Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay, in school they all that you know they always taught you about Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, I have a dream. You know, we get we get a day off of school. You know, so no matter what school I went to, whether if I went to uh, uh, all black and Hispanic school, or if I went to uh, all uh, school where the population is predominantly white, you know they always we always talked about um, about Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, and that's that's what you would see. And to some, to a kid who's eight nine years old, if all you're hearing about is just Dr. Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, okay, well. You think that's all it was. You know, you think they were the only superheroes in the civil rights movement. That's not true. You know, they have big impact. They contribute, but they wasn't the only contributors. You know, go back and, you you know, so it's like, I, I, I didn't know who Malcolm X was until saw the trailer. You know, like, who, who is Malcolm X? I'm like, why is his last name X? You know, I, I thought it was going to be like an action movie because I'm like Denzel Washington. I'm familiar with him with um, Ricochet, you know, very awesome movie. We're going to talk about that movie one day, too. What? I mean, like I say, I'm one day I plan on at least talking about I'm going to get to the point where I have reviewed and talked about all of Denzel Washington movies. Hell of a camelog catalog. I'm saying camelog. What the hell is a camelog? Is that even a word? Somebody look that up. I could Google it, but. Sometimes you got to think, you know, what if we didn't have Google, you know? But anyways, if you hear a little breathing right there, that's that's my little my little daughter. She's asleep right now in my arms. So I tend to when I talk, you know, that 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 I tend to put kids to sleep. So if your kids ever have problem going to sleep, put my podcast on. Put them right to sleep. All right. Just let let it keep playing on. I have over 200 episodes. Your kid will be sleeping for days, for weeks. Okay, <laughs> but anyways, back to what we'll be talking about, man, this movie here. So I didn't know, I did not know what, I did not know who Malcolm X was. Okay. I remember as a kid watching this movie, uh, we didn't go to the movie theater to see it, but I remember renting it at Blockbuster. It had a, it was, it was one of the few um, VHSs. Where you got two VHSs because it was about three hours long. And whenever I would watch movies, you know, like whenever I would watch movies like this with my dad, you know, he he would he would go he would go over and he he would he would explain stuff. It's almost like you, you remember in Forrest Gump where he said, Mama always had a way of explaining things to me, stuff like that. that that's how that's how my dad was like because. I think what he was concerned about was is that, you know, 
he wanted to make sure that I was understanding the message. You know, that was very, very key about him. Like he, he pays attention to dialogue and I'm a person who also pays attention to dialogue as well. You know, I try my, I try to get past the noise of anything. It could be a song or musical or play or movie or show. I try to, or somebody giving a speech. I try to maneuver and block out the noise and what is this person trying to say? Do I succeed at it most of the time? Hell no. But that's my intention. But anyways, um, it was a lot to, to learn, <laughs> to process what went on in this movie. It was a lot. Because, see, when you, when, you wa- when you watch the movie, you know, the movie, you know, it starts off, you know, his, you know, his, or- his origin story. You know, you, he's not, like, the movie doesn't start off with you seeing him as the civil rights leader that he, he became, you know. It starts off as him as a child and how he grew up, you know, and it was sad. I remember as a kid crying, seeing how he grew up. Well, the the part where his father got killed. I remember watching that scene and I'm like, he stood up to those Klansmen in those sheets. He stood up to them and I'm like, yeah. Then the next scene, they showed his dad tied, tied up, train tracks getting ran over by a train. That was sad because cause that's, cause that's one of those things where, you know, his dad stood up for what was right. And as a kid watching that, like, almost every show or movie that I would watch, when somebody would stand up for what's right and stuff like that and they make the bad guys go away, guess what? That's it. That's it. it you don't see the bad guys retaliate. Well, this time they retaliated, and that 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 really spooked the hell out of me. It really did. It really did. Like, I like, I'm like, wow. They they just killed this man's dad, and of course I'm thinking about my dad, cause I, hey, my my dad was a big guy. My dad would stand up for 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 his family, and it's like, dang man, you know. But um, then the fact that you know his. He had to keep, he ended up growing up in the separate homes from his brothers, from his brothers and sisters, you know, from his mom. I thought that was sad. That was sad. Um, Spike Lee, Spike Lee, you know, you know, Spike, Spike Lee is going to find a way to be in most of his movies that he directs. But um, Spike Lee played um, Malcolm's running buddy, Shorty. You know, they used to do a lot of crazy stuff together and stuff. So they showed like. Like I say, they showed his back, they showed his origin story, you know, um, which I thought was key because, you know, a lot of people, you can get intimidated by um, a movie or a show when they're, or in school when they're teaching you about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because they teach it as if kind of like, like he's just perfect. Like he just came out the womb and he was just self-righteous like like Jesus his whole life, which I don't think that's the case. And and I don't think Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. portrayed himself to be that way, but it was just the image that other people would try to make him as. And the thing about it is, you know, you got to be careful when you're doing that with any hero because all of us are flawed, you know. All of us are flawed in this world, I believe. We're we're born we're born into sin, 
We're all flawed, you know. We all have strengths and weaknesses. And to see Brother Malcolm X's story um, where, you know, started from the bottom, now we're here, you know. That's what it kind of reminds me of. It's like, hey, this is how I used to be. Look at me now. Look what I'm doing now. You know, when he um when he joined the Nation of Islam when he was in jail, I thought that was awesome. You know, um, you know, he it got him on the right direction. It got him on a path where he was able to use his God given abilities instead of just getting into trouble. He was using it um, as a positive to to create a positive influence on others, you know. I thought that was, I thought that was amazing, you know. It goes to show you because it's like a lot of most most people, almost everybody in this world, you're gonna have down times where you're like, "Dang man, there's no hope." But if you're able to see a young man like Brother Malcolm, you know, come from where he went from to becoming this amazing civil rights leader, this amazing man, you know, you're like, "Wow," you know that that could happen for me too, you know. It's a it's an inspiration. You know, it's very inspiring when you can hear other people's testimonies. You know, they just it's like, you know, you know, I don't mean to get our religious or church going or whatever, but I think that's one of the cool things about, you know, listening to uh somebody going up and telling their test his or her testimony or and not saying you gotta be up on stage to do that, but or, you know, like to me some of the best gospel songs are the ones where it's a actual they're giving an actual testimony. They're not just saying, love God, love Jesus, love God, love Jesus. No, well, we know that. Give me a story, you know, that I give me something that I can relate to. Give me something with some substance to it, you know. And in this movie, it's loaded with substance, a lot of positive or food for thought, you know, healthy food for thought, I might add. But, um, you know, this movie here, man, like, it shows how, you know, how he started with the Nation of Islam and he got out, you know, um, you know, he was dedicated to the nation of Islam, to their beliefs, to their teachings, you know, the honorable um, Elijah Muhammad, you know, now it got to the point where, you know, they felt that he was becoming too big and didn't seem, I mean, based on what we saw in the film, it doesn't seem like that was his intentions because he always started off everything. The honorable brother, brother, the honorable Elijah Muhammad tells us this, you know. But a lot of times, you know, you think about any dynasty or any group or team or any organization, <laughs> it's not the outside people that gets them. It's, it, it tends to crumble within. That's how you rip up a dynasty, make it crumble within, create a division, you know. But, um, man, like this, this movie here, you know, it, it, the, the impact of it, it's. Let's see, how can I describe it? Like the 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 impact, you know, it is. So so you take let's take the movie Black Panther, all right, the comic movie Black Panther, right? Came out twenty eighteen. A lot of us we heard Black Panther before, but we wasn't too familiar with Black Panther, you know. And we find out how awesome Wakanda is, the characters. Black Panther, this story is rich, 
you know, the technology aspect of it is action, brilliant acting with Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, and everyone else. They've done a great job from, you know, everyone who worked on that set did an amazing, a phenomenal job pulling this off with this movie. And the impact on the culture, not just black culture, hip-hop culture, just worldwide was just, man, it was, it was just unbelievable, you know. It's just unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? It's a, It makes you feel great because the thing about it, it was something that people thought could not be done. What I what I mean by that was something that could not be done. Uh, a, uh, a successful box office movie, a billion dollar box office movie with a predominantly black cast. All right. So going back to to, to Malcolm X, the movie, um. The impact was huge. After this movie came out, like, like, check this out. The budget for this film was thirty-five million. The box office was only seventy-three million, which is that's not bad because it's an autobiography, and you know it doubled its budget, which is a great thing. And it had a predominantly black cast for the most part. All right, what well, predominantly means most part. So, I'm saying duplicate stuff, but you know, like. You saw a lot of people wearing Malcolm X shirts, Malcolm X hats, you know, I remember we had like the cross colors and stuff, you know what I'm saying? It was, a, I mean, I was like 10 years old, nine or 10 years old. So I, I was able to see it, but it's like, man, if I was like in college or if I was like in my twenties or my thirties, whatever, like I was when Black Panther came out, I think it would have a, it was a similar impact, you know? And, you know, we... We got to learn about Brother Malcolm X. And what's crazy is that it's some it's some you know, Brother Malcolm X, you know, after he left the nation of Islam, you know, after he left the nation, you know, he no longer, you know, got involved with any beef or differences with um Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know. And it's one of those things, it's like you would think those two would be on the same team. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, you know, cause, um, just because both of their approach is different, you know, it doesn't mean that they have to be adversaries, you know, like you think about, um, think about Kobe and Shaq. They both approach the game differently. Kobe dominates on the perimeter. Shaq dominates in the paint. Two different styles. Put them together, man. Three-peat championships, you know? And it it sucked that both of them wasn't able to, you know, I'm talking about um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, you know, it's like, man, I wish we could have seen them work together even more or heard about them working together even more. You know, I think that would have been incredible. That would have been hard to stop. But I had a feeling those who were in support of segregation and stuff and against the civil rights movement. They didn't want that to happen. So they probably made sure that that didn't happen. They probably just create mess just to create mess. You know, nowadays you see how people like now, you know, due to social media, we can see directly what a lot of media personalities do. They say stuff just to keep a divide up. Now imagine them hiding behind newspapers and stuff, right? Where they don't have to show their face. They can just walk amongst you and you don't even know who they are. But they're the ones who's creating chaos and everything with people, right? 
So yeah, stuff like that. It's like, man, you, you, I just know for damn sure that they had people back then just creating divides just to do it. Cause that stuff, there's no way in hell that that stuff just started during the social media age. It just started now. It's just that a lot of us, we, we now become privy of it now, you know, but this movie here, man, it, the, the impact is, is huge. You know, we learned about a, a new, you know, what, after watching this movie as a kid, I, I, man, I learned about a new superhero, a real superhero. You know what I'm saying? Brother Malcolm X. You know, I feel proud about that, you know. It, it, and like I say, I'm going to say it again. Denzel Washington did a phenomenal job. I don't know what other actor could have pulled that off like that. I mean, I'm not saying nobody else could have did it, but it's just, you know, some roles, some characters just meant to be. They were meant to play that role, you know. I mean, Jamie Foxx was meant to play Ray. Okay. He was meant to play him. Meant to play that role. Denzel Washington, he was meant to play Malcolm X. Meant to play Malcolm X. Um, you know, also as a kid, man, watching how he got killed, that, that really shook me. That really shook me up because he got killed by, by his own people. And, and, and that's sad, man, you know. And it's sad how, how that happened, you know, that... You know, it. it's like, wow, like you would think out of all the threats that he received and everything from people who were racist, who were white, the people who killed him was his own people. And I know some people going, I know, well, they say that, you know, the government was part of it and stuff. Yeah. But if this, if everything's true based off the book and the movie, the last people he saw were black people shooting him. And I know just because of our skin color, that doesn't mean that we're all the same. We all believe in the same values. Hell, there's a lot of people who are not your skin color and they share the same values as you, which is something that Brother Malcolm learned when he went to Africa, you know, and he embraced and broke bread with Muslims of different races and ethnicities, you know. But um yeah, it But you know, what watching this movie though, like I say, man, it just makes me feel proud. Makes me feel proud, you know. Not that I wasn't proud before watching this movie. It's just, you know, it's it's great to see people stand up for those who can't defend themselves, stand up for what's right, you know? And that that's that's what he was about. That's what he was about. You know, one of the most mate one of the most <laughs> incredible scenes I think was when Brother Johnson, all right, got beat by the cops. Malcolm X and two of his brothers, they went in there to go check on him and they demanded to to, to, to see him. And the cops won't let him see him. And then he said, well, look outside. And he said, we're not going anywhere. And the cops allowed him to see him. They see that his head was bloodied. And they had him sit. They said, they called, he said, hey, call an ambulance. Called an ambulance. And then, you know, the police chief thought, okay. They was like, all right, y'all can go or whatever. Then Malcolm said, no, we're going to the hospital. They went to the hospital to make sure that Brother Johnson got the right treatment. 
but he told that commissioner, I think, or the captain, or the lieutenant, whoever it was, that hey, yeah, you better hope he's, a, you better hope he makes it. <laughs> For your sake, you better hope he makes it, cause they was ready. They was ready to do something. And all they was doing was just trying to hold people accountable for doing something that they're supposed to do, something that they're being paid to do. You know, that's powerful. That's powerful. Impactful, you know. I don't know if that's how, how it really went down in real life, but, man, that that's impactful. Like, if I was somebody that saw that in real life, I would just be inspired right there. Because I'm inspired by watching that, you know, from the screen. But yeah, man, that Malcolm X, that real good movie, man. That it's a, you know, it's a movie to, you know, you don't have to wait till Black History Month to check this movie out. You know, you can check this movie out any time of the year, man, because the issues that that it relates to, it's not just Black History Month issues. It's issues worldwide, man. Prejudice, injustice. You know, just you know, just treat you know, treat people the way you want people to treat you. And if you don't care about yourself, treat people the way you would want somebody to treat somebody that you do care about or something that you do care about, you know? You know, and I and, and you know, I think about um the whole um me um what was that? The um I'm back to the approach part. I remember um, after watching Malcolm X, then later on, you know, I started getting into the X-Men comics. And I saw similarities between, this was before I found out Stan Lee drew parallels from, from Professor Xavier to Dr. Martin Luther King and um, Magneto from Malcolm X. You know, um, when I first started reading X-Men comics and watching the show, I'm like, wow, they, you know, after watching the Malcolm X movie, I'm like, Magneto's kind of reminded me of Malcolm X with the by any mean necessary mentality. And, you know, Professor X reminded me of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. where it's like, you know, we got to be nonviolent and stuff like that. You got to have an even balance of both, you know, even balance of both. Got to have balance. And that's what Thanos said. Yeah, balance. But, um, yeah, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Like right after I watched that movie, that's about a few, about a couple months later. That's when I started getting off the X Men and stuff, man. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I definitely recommend this movie. Check this movie out, man. You know, and also read the book, the autobiography of Malcolm X. It's a good read. Check it out. But anyways, I'm about to close it up. Thank y'all for tuning in, Student of the Game podcast. Oh, Happy Black History Month, people. Um, hey, enjoy your day and love one another the way you want somebody to love you, man, or somebody you love, you know, thank y'all for tuning, tuning in to another game podcast. Peace out.